Hey guys, and welcome back to the Creative Influencer Podcast, where we chat about living as the most epic version of yourself, being an entrepreneur, personal development goals, mom hustle, and starting a new life over as a single boss babe. Life is way too short, guys, to sweat the small stuff, and living your life as the most intentional and exceptional version of yourself is the only way to achieve your dreams. I'm your girl, Amanda, an entrepreneur and goal-obsessed hustler in personal development, business, and fitness. So if that is your vibe too, then we are going to be besties. I freaking love sharing my goals, my new ideas, business successes to help you achieve the goals that you want as a high achiever. My growth is the reason I started this podcast because, hey, I'm just like anyone else out there. And sometimes I didn't believe enough in what I could truly accomplish in my life. So let's dive in to this episode, grab some notepads, some pens, and your heart and your mind to fill with some really good stuff. Okay guys, so before we get started into another episode, I wanted to share with you my new and exciting news about the latest and greatest. Courses have officially launched and they're so freaking good. They're filled with great content and value and I cannot wait to see you there in class. The RB High Achiever course has been on my heart for so long and I'm so beyond happy to be able to deliver this course for everyone. So make sure to head over to the website rbfurnitureshop.com forward slash courses or check out my link in this podcast for all the details. Guys, you are not going to want to miss this, so get your seats, get some early reservations in, and we cannot wait to see you up there in class. And welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to this crazy podcast of the Creative Influencer Show. I'm so excited. It's 2024. Here we are. And today we're going to be diving in about the three D's, three big, massive dragons to overcome. We are talking about doubt, discouragement and distraction, which I feel is going to be such a great topic, such a great show. So I cannot wait to share this with you guys. Hope you guys are doing great. It's 2024. I'm so pumped for this year. There's so many good things that are happening. So much clarity that's like coming through. I don't know if you're like me, but I have been doing a lot of cleaning out and it feels really, really good. So let's dive into this. I definitely wanted to start off the year like pretty strong with a great podcast and some great content um and talking about when it comes to like you know setting your intentions and dialing in all of that stuff and you get your goals and then all of a sudden we got these three dragons that creep in doubt discouragement and distraction so let's dive in and let's talk about it All right, guys, let's dive into the last dragon and we're going to talk about distraction, which is one of the biggest things that I feel that prevents us from achieving greatness. Like distraction. Let's talk about that. Final dragon. Okay. So I would say that most of us here, it's probably the, the one of the biggest problems. You want to know what the most craziest thing that I've ever heard? It's when people come up to me and they're like, hey, Amanda, How'd you find all that time to get everything done? How are you able to do, and it'll be like insert whatever it is, podcast, uh, business, fitness, like whatever it is. Like I've heard it all in every single context and comment. People say like, I can't believe like you have three kids. Like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Like, how are you able to do this? Like, how do you make dinner? How do you like, and you know what I want, do you really want to know what the big secret is? It's not that I have a secret time machine or a cloning device that I have several Amandas. I know that that sounds like it would be pretty cool if I did, but it's not. It's just simple. It's called discipline. Discipline on my daily work habits, my schedule, and avoiding distraction. Warning though, I tend to irritate 
a few humans with my schedule and my disciplines. Why? Because it means that I'm not at everyone's disposable for whenever they want. That means that if I look at all the hours that I have in my day, I use every single one of them to my advantage, not just for other people's agendas. So what does that mean? It means that I cannot take calls all day long, cannot answer phone calls like all day, every day, just whenever the heck it's like ringing. Why? Because if I did that, I would never be productive. What you can do is you can ask me a question and then I will get back to you within 24 hours. And that seems like it is a very reasonable return. I manage to-do lists, schedules, and I it like in order to prevent these questions from coming in. And these are shared with my team, my trades, my clients, all the stuff. Now I'm talking about that from like a business perspective. I would also say that that's probably from a personal perspective too. Like I just can't, I can't take calls all day, personal or in business. And like, if you guys are, I think that you shouldn't be doing that. I, I really feel like it's just such a waste of time because you're constantly disfocused on things that are preventing you from being able to like zone in and get stuff done. I can't rearrange my schedule for other people's constant emergencies. Why? Because I would never get stuff done. I book, my schedule is booked up in like months in advance. And unfortunately, when people need to get me the next day, I have to let them know kindly and informatively that I'm busy and I've been working on projects that demand my full attention over here today. And it would be unfair to the people that I'm working with to reschedule at this very moment. I It's, it's sort of like... It's a push-pull kind of relationship, and it's a bit of a thorn in the side for me because I don't know if it's this is from me from like a female and especially like a mom perspective where you're constantly being like constantly wanting to be the person that's like, oh, okay, like I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Like I'm going to take this on. I'm going to take this on. It's so difficult to operate your life from that, you know, parameter. It is completely unachievable to be able to take on everything. It's not physically possible in order to do that. And it's okay to say no to a lot of people. Like people have, we we have like our society at this point has become so contactable and we can be reached immediately within a few minutes via text, email, phone, and we're expected to respond. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't want to get this twisted. Professionally speaking, you absolutely need to respond. But unless it's like a fire burning the house down and even yet, guys, you need to call 911 when that happens. Respond within 24 hours is an acceptable turnaround time. This constant demand for attention like all the time, it gets a little bit old, especially when you're at the point where I feel, you know, for us, like our team, when this comes like professionally speaking, it's like refer back, stop like scanning emails, actually read them, read the schedule. Most of the content, most of the information that you're looking for when you need to pick up the phone and you're asking a question can be found. So I feel like a lot of my job is spent teaching people how to look for the information that they already have before them. So it's sort of, it's sort of like a push-pull, I think, with that. And it, it, what it does is it leads into a lot of distraction. You know, if I'm constantly on the phone and I'm here and I'm there and whatever, you know, I, I just, it, it's very distracting and I'm not able to get a lot of things done. So for me personally, I like to check emails, texts like three times a day. I check them in the morning, I check them at lunch and I check them, you know, in the evening and then I respond. And if I'm constantly checking and responding, then what the heck am I doing with my creative side like all day long? The other 95% of my time during the day, I'm not working on my business. I'm not serving my clients. And I could not be fully present and engaged if I'm always trying to respond to other people all the freaking time. And by the way, most of the responses I give, I would say 85% of those responses could be solved on their own, meaning that the person is asking me for information that they already have within their grasp. So a lot of that is just being like coached out, you know, and I think this is depends like job to job what you're doing. But um, point being is that I've had a lot of conversation over the past and especially over the past year, like I've got really strict on this. It's like, nope, I cannot be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is physically impossible in order to do that. But what I will be able to is make sure that I get a response for you before the end of the day. That seems like it's an achievable. And if I'm not able to do that, then I think, yeah, like within 24 hours, we'll hope to have that resolved for you. 
But being contactable, um, there's just so much pressure that puts on that. And I think that it's also a very big distraction for us as we go through and we, like, you know, we're dealing with life. I would make sure that I manage my time really, really wisely with that. And sometimes that is the big no, you know, and it's okay to say that. And it's okay to, you know, put those boundaries that will, you know, be put in the sand. I'd also like to offer a few a few more personal choices that I made, like I feel that I've made in my life. And I feel like it's opened up endless opportunity for more time to schedule things in. These are just a couple of things that I do. So taking calls and checking emails. And when I say calls, emails, taxes, like it's all in that same category, right? Whether it's somebody that's asking you a question from a text message, an email, or a phone call, it's all in the same category to me. I really try to make sure that I'm available for that periodically throughout the day, but I don't constantly check it, you know, every second. I like put it down, do my work, put it down. It's you're way more productive with that for that. Same thing with my teenagers too. Like I'll tell them that like put your phones down, put them away, get your work done and then pick it up when you're done. Okay, so here are a couple other things I feel that have really benefited me in order to create more time where I'm less distracted. So I wake up early every single morning. Typically, it's around five o'clock in the morning. Does it feel great? Absolutely not. There is nobody on this planet that wakes up at 5 a.m. that's joyful. I'm not your person if that's my person. Like, I wake up, I get my coffee, I sit in silence, I journal, I meditate, I walk into the bathroom wearing my underwear, I give myself an old high five in the mirror, tell myself I'm a badass. Like, these are not pleasant things. I don't like wake up and I'm like, yes, like ready to start. Like, I just like, I'm getting it. I'm doing it. I'm doing the best that I can. But I feel that, um, yeah, that alarm goes off and it's like that choice. There's always that thing where I'm like, it's January right now, guys. It's cold. It's freezing in Canada. It's snowy. It's dark. There's every reason like that is just holding me. It's like holding me like, like bricks locking me down in my bed because I don't want to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Who does? But I do because I feel like there's so much more opportunity that you're able to have during that time. Um, because most of the world is sleeping. So this is when I do a lot of like my creative time. So I use that to my advantage. Some people are night owls. I am not. I can work on a lot of content in the morning and it feels really good by the time that I reach lunchtime. So for me personally, that is the trade-off. Does that mean that I go to bed early? It does because I'm often get really tired by nine o'clock. I don't have a lot left in me. So I tend to go to bed really early because I'm up really early. And for me, that works. If it works and you're more of a night owl, I would say that like allow that, put the kids, like there, there was times, I mean, where you like put your kids to bed early and then you're able to knock off a lot of stuff during when the kids are in bed or maybe you don't have kids. Like if you're a night owl, great. Like you are. I'm not. I'm more of a morning person. I just feel like I'm more productive in the morning. So that's for me. Next up is I avoid a lot of TV. This is a personal choice, but why? But I know myself, I have no personal self-discipline. And this has come off, especially with the holidays that have just like come upon us where I've been watching a little bit more than usual. But when it comes to binge watching TV shows on Netflix, my gosh, like so many of us have watched entire seasons of TV shows and TV. And yet, you know, we constantly complain that we don't seem to find an extra hour to go out for a run or journal or meditate or prep your food, or be able to work on that, you know, new business that you're thinking of. But yet you have enough time to watch entire seasons on Netflix. So if you have time to watch that, you have time to work on your goals. And it's crazy for me to think about that if we spend less time watching TV or any other distraction things, even if it's like not TV, but put social media into that, scroll endlessly scrolling on social media. If you have enough time to do that, you have enough time to work towards something for your future. Because you're distracted, you're using I th- you're using that as a scapegoat to prevent you from doing what the work that needs to be done. We all do it. I have been caught doing it especially when it comes like this year, like I've removed so much social media content from my my phone, like people that I'm following or whatever, because I don't want to get distracted with the things. I know my triggers. I know what will happen. Like I, I get triggered so easily. That's why I don't have, I just choose not to watch Netflix. Why? There's nothing wrong with Netflix. But if I watch that stuff, I know that I have no 
discipline. It's the same thing when I have a tray of brownies in the house. I will eat the entire tray because I have no self-worth with that stuff. Now, does it mean that I say that I never eat brownies? Of course I do. I eat it all the, you know, all the time, but I just don't, um, you know, have it. It's like everything in moderation, you know, and, and that's where it needs to be. So if you're looking to really dial things in, especially when it comes to uh, distraction, get off the TV, get off social media, because those things are really preventing things from being done. Okay, so next up would be I organize my calendar like a CIA agent. Like, honestly, why? Because I want to track where I spend my time and evaluating things at the end of the year. Oh, it's so powerful. When you can count your time and your actions towards your successes and your failures, track, track, track. If you can measure the time, then write it down. I share my calendars with my team, with my family members, just to keep them on track and see what everyone and like where everyone is doing, like where they're going, what they're doing, how much time we spend on stuff. Is it obsessive? Maybe slightly. But I will tell you, it's very powerful and highly useful for achieving time allocation. And it prevents a lot of distraction, which is the killer of all creativity. So I might look like a little bit of a crazy pants when it comes to like my calendars, but it's really productive. And I know what things are doing. And I then can go back, especially over the year. And I've done a podcast on this before with like being able to track. I personally use Google um calendar I think it's like it's really easy to share the you know your family member like all that stuff you can color code it looks really pretty you can turn things on and off looks great and I think it's great and it helps people like for me it helps me be aware with how much time I spent on stuff where it's like well did that deliver results if you're looking to achieve you know really great things in a very short period of time when you're tracking your year and you're consolidating how much allocation you're giving to things I mean you think about it it's something like if you spend an extra hour every single day just by getting up one hour early every single that's a whole, you know, day every single week that I'm working on doing something that, you know, could be, you know, something really creative. And I feel like it's so valuable that just like one extra hour, like it, it accumulates and accumulates so much over um, a very short period of time. So when you look at it that a year, oh, my gosh, so successful. You're so able to get and dial in and get results um, like really, really quickly. So for discouragement, I really feel that um, that is the most powerful dragon. Like it's it's the it's the hardest one to tackle. So when you have people, especially when it comes to family members, people that you love that are not really supportive, like dial in, get your community, make sure that that is really, really, really tracked. Well, um, you have people that are helping you and supporting things up. Doubt, guys. You have to make sure that you are the person. When you're saying that you can believe in yourself, you believe in you. And distraction, guys. Distraction means that, you know, I look at it as like, if I am preventing, if I am the person that's preventing myself from getting my dreams because I'm so dialed in about, you know, some endless thing on social media, it's just like it's not worth it. It's a good time right now to really dial in and check on these things, especially if we've come off of, you know, busy holiday season. And um, as we get into like the next couple of weeks, they're, they're hard. It gets mucky. It's hard to get out. And, you know, get those goals done and achieved, especially when, you know, it's dark, it's cold, it's all the stuff that's making us stay in our beds here in Canada. So I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you guys. I really wanted to be creative with offering some things that would be really supportive, you know, for you guys and being able to help you overcome these big dragons that are holding you back, especially during these very strange times. Doubt, you got to beat it this year. Doubt is a signal to learn nonstop. It's something that shouldn't rock you anymore. It's normal, but it doesn't win. Not anymore. Not when you're back in the driver's seat of your own life and trying to achieve like these big things for 2024. Discouragement? Don't stop because things don't turn out perfectly, guys. Stop like avoiding things. Stay in the hunt and learn to be resilient in your mind and in your action. And don't sweat the little stuff, especially if it's coming from the haters from the cheap seats. They're there for a reason. It's just white noise. Distraction? Guys, scroll less and skill up more. Defeat the compulsion to hop over just to a couple little things just to check on some stuff or activities on the results um, of things just because you're not, you know, seeing 
the rate of success on the things that you're doing right now. If things are hard in that moment, don't get distracted to pop over to social media, you know, just to check on a couple of things. Less time hopping from thing to thing and more time focused on building in, in order to achieve like really, you know, great things. I often think it's like if I can spend an hour on social media every single day, then I've got an hour to work on a new skill. And I feel that that is a very achievable thing for most people to be able to do. So slay those dragons, win our year. Until next time, guys, I love you guys. And I'm cheering you on all the way for 2024, your friend A. Guys, I'm so excited that you guys are all here. It just makes my heart so happy. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. I appreciate it. It means the world to me, especially when I do all these recordings from my own closet. I'm back in my Canadian closet, which is pretty, pretty incredible, pretty amazing. It's the new year and it means that we are not revisiting our old selves, guys, our old ways and anything that is going to prevent us from moving forward into the future with courage and aliveness. Feeling alive, guys, truly embracing the amazing life that you have before you is one of life's greatest victories. And I want to be the person that helps you achieve these goals, these incredible accomplishments. And it starts today. It starts with taking ownership for your life, for your future, and the legend that is before you. Today, guys, on the podcast, we're going to talk about some dragons, the big kind that scare you off your future path, your journey. Why? Well, because they are big, they are ugly, and sometimes they're the scariest creatures in our made-up world between our ears and inside our heads. Yes, these are not actually real dragons, but rather the ones that live in our minds and prevent us from achieving the greatest victories that we have for ourselves because we're more fearful of the power that we think that they might possess, which is just really make-believe, guys. <laughs> so three big dragons are doubt, discomfort, and distraction. So good. Can't wait to cover this content. And these are the three things that often are the biggest reasons for us to not be able to achieve really big things in life. So we're going to break them down. We're going to tackle them together because nothing stands more powerful in this moment of conquering things is what I'm always talking about this, guys. It's community. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm chatting once again in my closet to talk about this stuff. Because if this stuff is on my heart and it's on my sleeve, I know it's got to be something that's pondering in your mind as well. So let's get started on the three big dragons. And the first we're going to start talking about is doubt. For all of those of you guys that are new to the podcast, welcome and thank you so much for joining. This is the part where I pitch you guys, where I ask you to subscribe to the podcast. So if you haven't, make sure that you hit the subscribe. If you love hearing about topics like this, then guys, honestly, subscribe. It's it's so cool to be part of like this amazing community that we have. So I'm back here podcasting. And the funny, crazy thing is, the crazy ironic thing is about podcasting is that this actual podcast almost didn't exist. And it almost didn't come to be my reason for why. And one of the big reasons for me was doubt. And I will share this a million times over. But I did not believe enough in myself to honor my idea and concept of hosting an actual podcast from, by the way, my closet and all the other closets around the world that I have recorded uh, these podcasts from. Why? Because... I think if I'm being honest, at the time, for me, it was doubt and allowing myself to believe that people would probably judge me. And I don't know, I guess, like, be critical of things that I was fearful of, which, by the way, has never happened. It's never actually happened that somebody has been critical to me. I mean, maybe they've said things that I haven't heard, but they certainly have not been critical to me Um you know, in front of my face for sure, or have left a comment or anything like that. So it just goes case in point to show you that, you know, for me, like some of the biggest, scariest things was, I guess, like trying to think about like content for this, like people are going to, you know, what are people going to think? Like, are people going to like that? Are they going to tune in? I'm not sure. Self-doubt. And I would also add to not just to, to self-doubt, but also like imposter syndrome. 
it's the number one reason why most of our dreams do not catch fire. And if we think about it from a perspective, like I almost think, think about like imposter syndrome as being almost like a giant water hose and extinguishing every single dream that you have. It's all part of your head, which by the way is made up. It has zero accurate information and it's where it builds on the make-believe the same way that we believe in fairy tales and dragons and all of that stuff. Imposter syndrome and self-doubt are some of the biggest reasons why dreams do not catch light and why you'll hold yourself back. And especially when you start falling into like that deep, dark rabbit hole of, you know, just this made up stuff of where people you start to think, you start to assume, you start to like build all of this in your head of what people are thinking about you and what these expectations are. And you like, it's just all the stuff. And most of the time, it's, I would say 99.9% of the time, it's not even accurate. Your words, guys, become your thoughts and your thoughts become your actions. Such a great quote by Ben Bergeon. And it's so powerful and it's an incredibly important message in order for us to hear and achieve greatness and success. If you constantly doubt yourself and your beliefs, how the heck are you going to get others to believe in you? And if you're constantly feeding your mind with doubting and negatively loaded comments, then you, my friend, will become your words in actions. Maybe this is not intentional, but nonetheless, it's a very powerful message for us to hear and change gears with. It happens to all of us at some point in our lives. We doubt ourselves, and it's what we choose to do with our thoughts at that time that really count. Do we sit with those thoughts for endless days and nights, worried, fretting, and letting it consume us into a negative spiral? Or do we choose joy, hope, and courage, and all of the positivity that maybe, yes, you might fail, but at least you do so doing greatly, right? Flipping our mindsets into positive, encouraging thoughts, knowing that we have to be brave to tackle some of our tasks that others would arguably probably not. And even if we do fail, we do it with pride and great accomplishments for our core and our legends to feel alive. For me, I banished, honestly, doubt such a long time ago. And I mean, when I say banish, I actually use that word. Like, I banished it. It does not exist in my vocabulary. I will have no part of myself at this point in my life doubting my podcast, my career, my personal life, my life journey, all the stuff. Does that mean that I am winning at every single thing during the day? Absolutely not. It doesn't mean that. But what it does mean, it translates into that I'm a warrior. I'm dressed in armor every day, ready to tackle the biggest dragon because I'm not scared of it. So for me, doubt, we touched on that and how it affected me and honestly, the potential to out for my outcome of this podcast. It wouldn't have come to be if I would have constantly been doubting myself. And it actually blows my mind, you know, to think about how many people have come up to me randomly and made a reference over the past couple of years. The show has been um, ongoing for about 18 months right now. And the amount of people that have positively come up with some great comment to me about how they've listened to the podcast and how it connected to them at some point. And that's the exact point. The reason why I do this, the reason why I sit here and I talk about this stuff is that I just like hope that it'll inspire one person. It'll get somebody through one point of their day that just feels like they're in a bit of a trudge that, you know, that maybe they're not having the greatest day. Maybe their kid has talked back to them. Maybe, you know, their husband is just being really difficult. Maybe their mother-in-law is not the most pleasant person. Maybe they need to believe in themselves a little bit more than what they are doing. That's the reason. That is the reason for this podcast because we've all been there. And I believe the community allows us to achieve, achieve great things. I know for myself, I wouldn't be where I am today without having the support and community. And all of those comments, it's like, those are my community. Those are my people. And I just love having it. And it wouldn't have come to be if I would have allowed doubt and this imposter syndrome to really like creep in and take over part of my life. It means the world to me and the whole concept and idea behind, honestly, this platform was to chat, it was to discuss, and it's inspire people, even if it's just one person. It means 
the world to me and it means so much more and it it makes a difference in my life. And I have no doubt ever that you have to believe more in yourself than any other person on the planet because you have a gift and it needs to come alive. And I really, truly believe that. You know, when I am, I often, so I live in Muskoka here. We're surrounded by lakes, so beautiful in the summertime. And I am such an avid like surfer. I love wakeboarding. I love surfing. I love being able to inspire females to do that stuff. I started surfing and wakeboarding at a much older age. Um, Same with snowboarding. Like it's not something that I did when I was a little kid. It's not something I grew up with. I didn't grow up on the lake or the water. So this is something, this is like a new skill that I've had to learn as an adult. I'm going to tell you, it's a lot harder to learn a skill as an adult because you know, it's embarrassing when you fail. It is just like, you know, you got to get out there. You got to like, I just feel like it's so much harder to do things as an adult. But the joy that you get and the new community that I've met with people that are, you know, wakeboarders and surfers. And I've had my girl Kelsey on here on this podcast before, who's an amazing, like talented wakeboarder. She's part of like Team Canada, like all that stuff. And I'm just so, so grateful to have these guys like in my community. And, you know, I'm getting a little off topic, but I'm just like such a big believer in being able to teach people how to do this because I feel like people get so intimidated with that. And it was one of those things like a sport for me that I always felt like it was a little intimidating and you definitely feel doubting on yourself. Imposter syndrome like tries to creep in and, you know, all that stuff. And I want to share like it is so empowering. So when I'm on the water and often it's like a beautiful day in Muskoka And everybody gets so pumped to, you know, come up and visit me, especially up north. And I'm a mom. I have two girls. My girls often have like lots of their friends. And, you know, we're at like kind of that teen, preteen age. And I love it. I love being able to connect with all of my kids. Like teenagers are, they're so like quirky. I love it. I just love hanging out with them. And when the girls are on the boat and we're learning, you know, or if we're out at the cable park or we're learning you know, new skill sets and new things. And, um, you know, and it, it maybe isn't even, you know, like it's, it's, it's just very lighthearted. Like we're just out there. We're like the whole point and purpose to go out and be part of this community is to like have fun. And whenever I'm teaching somebody how to get up on a wakeboard or a surfboard or being pulled by a boat, the number one thing that often comes up, you know, and it, I want to use this like analogy because you have this giant boat that's in the water and, you know, you've got this rope and the rope is kind of thrown out to you and you've got a surfboard or some type of board that's strapped to you, or maybe it's not strapped to you. And, you know, you've, you've been coached and, you know, tell you to tuck your knees and, you know, let the boat pull you up and, you know, bend your, bend your, bend your knees and make sure that your arms are nice and straight and, you know, just like pop it up when it gets on the water. And you'll hear all these cue points from coaches being able to talk you through this and, you know, myself or, you know, maybe it's Kelsey that's sharing that information on the boat or, you know, we've had lots of like uh, surf schools and stuff like that that'll come out and I listen to all this stuff. And the number one thing that people do is they always <laughs> let the boat, like they, they, they fight the boat. They fight the boat. And the thing is, is that it's kind of like the boat, if you look at it and interpret it, it's kind of like a dragon, right? It's just like this big thing. You're, you're never going to win. The boat is way more powerful than what you are. It's going to rip your arms out of your arm sockets before you're ever going to win that tug of war with the boat. And you go through this. And when people are learning how to do it, they're learning this new skill set, they get really defeated really quickly. Because one, it's fatiguing because you're in the water you know, your arms are being like sort of like pulled in all kinds of like awkward directions. It's really awkward. Try to like, you know, you know, push your body in certain, you know, ways and get really hunched down and then, you know, try to like pop your board up and and all this stuff by the time you hit the water. The number one thing that I will say to people, especially if I'm coaching at the back of the boat, is I will tell them and I, I love and I like these little girls. I'll tell these little girls all the time. And what I'll get them to do is they're in the water and they're hunched over and, you know, they're in their fetal position and their their eggs are really tucked and their board's just like hovering there on top of the water and they're waiting and, you know, they've got the cue. And what I'll tell them to do is say the words, I believe. And I am telling you, it makes the world of difference. You could give them any cue 
whatsoever. You could tell them to tuck their knees, you know, bend their arms at a certain degree. They got to have a certain type of board. They got to have their legs hovering at this. You tell people I believe and you get them to scream it at the top of their lungs. And I'm telling you, like 80% of the time these people get up or their effort level goes to 100%. And I'm telling you, it is the most powerful message that you could ever have. If you tell yourself that, I believe, I believe, like you got to really believe when you're on the back of the boat or whatever adventure that you are looking to embrace. I just thought that I would share that with you because it is a game changer for everybody. And if you've ever been out with me and it's something that you don't know how to do because there's a lot of things, times that, you know, over the past, I would say like, I would say probably most recently over the past like five years, I have done so many different things that I have been really, really scared of. And like, I literally walk out and people are like, you know, will you go diving in a you know, an abyss hole filled with sharks in the middle of the Caribbean, you know, what did you tell yourself? Like, I believe, like, I got to tell myself all the time that I believe in myself. I believe that I'm able to do that. And if you're a little kid or even, and I'll say this, not even just little kids that come on the back, like I'll have some of my friends that don't know how uh, to, you know, do these water sports. And I'm telling you every single time, if they say, I believe it is that. So that's my secret sauce message, especially when it comes to getting over some doubt. Um, if you just really dig deep and you tell yourself that it is your words feed your actions and your actions, like it just becomes so much more powerful. And even if you fail, well, doing these things, right, you've tried something new and you're fail, you know, because, you know, your skill set isn't quite there because other people that you're comparing yourself to have tens of thousands of hours into it. Like, you know, my friends that wakeboard I mean they've got tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of hours invested into the sport and here's me with a couple of summers in you know am I gonna be the same skill set no I'm not but the point of it is is that if you go into any type of new opportunity especially when you're trying to embrace 2024 we've got new things that are on there new hard things that you're pushing yourself for you gotta really take ownership over your mind and by telling yourself that you believe in yourself It's the most important thing because when you tell yourself that, it's the biggest cheerleader that you're ever going to have. So for those of you that are in the back that didn't hear me before telling you, if you tell people that they believe and you get them to, uh, you know, to to really respond really, really well, like it's a tactile cue for them. I love that. And it works really, really well. So that's the way to blow off doubt. All right. So let's get into discouragement. And I'm fired up, guys. Honestly, I start making references to warriors and boats and armors and I believe and dragons. This is my life sauce. And by the way, this podcast, just for you guys all to know, reached number one across Canada in a matter of a few months after launching. So for any of those out there that feel like they need to tell themselves, I believe that's what you need to do because you're missing out on those opportunities that could be sitting right before you, right under your nose, and your dreams will never catch fire unless you're going to light the fire underneath it. So, so far, I mean, this podcast, what are we at? We're at 101 episodes so far on this platform, which is a massive milestone, by the way, guys, for any podcaster, which has the average success rate of about 60% in reaching just 100 episodes. So for myself, Internally, it's a massive accomplishment inside of my closet walls and traveling across the world, being able to record podcasts like everywhere, just sharing, you know, some information. So the amount of downloads and episodes that go into that. So it's really, really cool when you think about it from the perspective of, you know, like podcasts don't actually survive. It's only 60 percent of podcasts make it to over 100 episodes. So the fact that we're sitting here at 101 and we're going to keep on going for 2024, it's a huge, massive deal. So Make sure that you share, subscribe, and like, and I'll do all that stuff. So discouragement. Let's take a break, and let's talk about the next big dragon down the road. And this one hits close for me. And for you guys, I feel like this is the biggest fight with a dragon is discouragement. And I keep my personal business, like, I don't really tend to share a lot about my personal, like my deep personal business. I mean, I've got this podcast and I know that I I talk and share a lot of my stuff on here with you guys, but my personal, my business life, I'm probably going to talk from that perspective, which I do tend to say pretty quiet. And I've come to keep, like, I keep things pretty quiet, especially over the years, and especially when it comes to advertising, like big goals. 
I mean, when I first started, you know, going down this path of personal development and so forth, I think a lot of people thought I was a little crazy. I think a lot of people thought I was nuts. I want to say that like some of my family members would think I was pretty crazy. And the reason why I tend to keep like things like I've always been a pretty chatty person. I mean, I back in the day, I mean, I was a bartender. I have had lots of different jobs that have put me into, you know, positions where like one of my jobs that I have, you know, I do interior design. So I have to be able to communicate. I've got to talk to a lot of people. I've got to really figure, like get in some people's heads and minds and understand like what their angles are and like, you know, what they enjoy and all that stuff. So I tend to be like chatty. I like talking. I love talking to people, but goals and setting things, I tend to stay really private about those things. And I'm going to tell you why. I will tell you that most people don't understand me. They question me on my journey and my expedition, if you will, my family, my friends, my coworkers, and everyone has experienced, like I've experienced that with, with at some point in my life with them over the course of the past, like, you know, 10 to 15 years. And this may come in lots of different forms. And I want to use analogies that you can sort of like compare it to. So for me, like I share a lot of my stuff. I would say that like this might come in the form of like family. So maybe it comes from an aunt and I'm just, these are all hypothetical, but maybe it's an aunt asking me if I should be spending that much time on something and insert whatever it is that you're working towards. It's a goal. Or maybe it's a husband that's being critical and completely unsupportive of my new schedule, my fitness goals, whatever it is. Discouragement can raise its ugly head here for all of us to crumble over and rain on your life. Family and friends sometimes honestly can be the worst for our discouragement. And this could be in like from their own perspective. And maybe it's not even intentional for them, like directed towards you, but it hits us the most, I feel like, because it's from our loved ones, right? So they could be, you know, I would feel that if I'm sharing like this big goal and you know, like the mountain climb I did last year. I mean, I tend to share that goal. I shared that goal with the very close people that I knew would be able to support me on that. Because when you share those kind of things with people that might not understand you or relate to you or get to you, it just becomes a lot of white noise that builds up in the background for me. So for me, when I was doing, you know, 29029, when I was summiting, like doing the Everest Summit, I really felt that that was just very critical as to who and what I was going to share that information with. I'm going to tell you, one of the number one people that I share my goals with are my coaches. So whether that be my personal development coaches or my fitness coaches, they tend to be the people that I respect the most in order for me to be able to achieve those things. Because not everybody understands Amanda world. Like not everybody is going to connect in and and do that. And then when you start to share those things with your family and they're not quite understanding you, I feel like it comes off in the form and then it's discouraging because they're your loved ones and you're like, wait, what is that? I'm like, why are you not supporting me on this amazing mission? And this is my dream and my goal, my hope and all of this stuff. So I always feel for me, it's best practice just to keep things a little quieter and only share with a very small group of your community that you know that are going to be supportive and successful for you to do that. So my solution is to be careful as to whom you share it with. Not everyone needs to know your business. Keep a low profile. And like I said, a strong community that promotes growth and development. And just honestly, it's a thank you next to those who don't. It's hard sometimes to walk past and not be the one, you know, that wants to change that family member's opinion or whatever. But to show up and achieve like your biggest path and your greatness, it's sometimes actions speak, you know, louder than words in this and wasted energy is not good for achieving success. I know that I often struggled with that because I would be very discouraged with not being able to make, you know, somebody hear my opinion or like understand my idea because it would like not be able to respect that. And it would be really stressful sitting there thinking like, how does my aunt not understand? And it's not always my aunt, but you know, like how does that person not understand, you know, what my mission is or like what my goal or like, they just can't see that, you know, through this. And I believe 
the more adventurous you become, the more you're willing to push your boundaries and push your stuff. Not everybody understands that world. And that's okay. That's okay, because it's not their world, uh, you know, you know, for, for doing that stuff. And you just have to sort of take it with like a grain of salt. And, you know, it's like you've got your armor on and, and it is what it is. And not everybody needs to get you. That's why there's so many people on the planet and it's making the world go around. And I find that the more that you do, the more adventures that you become, like the thinner and thinner the community becomes in order to be supportive. So I keep like my people that I do have that are supporting me. It's really, really tight. It's really critical that I get like really good energy from them. Um, and everything else in between is just not that important to me. The other day, I was actually, I was reading through some social media posts the other day, and I found myself scrolling into a comment section where someone was negatively shaming another person. And, you know, it's like, it, this happens all the time. This is also, I feel like a massive ray of discouragement that often shines brightly in our world, especially when it comes to social media. It's like on platforms where we have random strangers having time to post random unsupportive comments that we will read that no other like there's no never any other place in the world that that would be acceptable except for social media so you can see if you could see me now I have a massive eye roll for this now social media it's a bit I sit on the fence either way I use it for my business I think it's very successful it's great we're able to achieve lots of really really great things for my business it's been amazing. However, the context sometimes, if it's taken in the wrong form, or if you are the type of person that are posting things to a social media platform, looking for some type of, you know, response, and you're not able to deal with the negative feedback, that arguably you're going to get at one point or the other, it's very, it becomes very difficult to sort of separate, like you need to be able to be that person to separate the two. So first, let's break this down. Social media, for what it's worth, it's not actually yours. You don't actually own it. A big company does. So if you are posting anything to social media, no matter what, if your account is private or not, you, my friend, have signed up for judgment. Dun, dun, dun. Like my theory is, is that if you post it, then you should be able to get it roasted. Like it's just one of those things. And people are going to judge you for things that when, especially when you start doing like, you know, let's just face it, like when you start doing cool things, people are going to put up there and they're going to have some negative feedback that's there. It, you know, people are not going to be scrolling through. I mean, people judge for all whatever reason, but, you know, it doesn't even have to be cool things, but it's just, I feel that if you're able to put it up there and you're getting attention to something, then you're going to have some hater that's going to roll in and show up. For me, it's not like, it's not a worry whatsoever for me for social media judgment. Because I feel that I'm just such a, like, I'm just so committed to my path and on my journey that I will post things up to social media in order to inspire and encourage people. And they do. And that's great. And it's amazing. I honestly don't go back and ch check many of the comments anyways. So I really wouldn't even know what people are saying because I don't tend to. Has there been a few negative comments? Yeah, like there has been. There's been some negative stuff that people have done. I just, I don't, I'm not provoked from it. It's really has to be a disciplinary action on your own part. Like for you not to be proud. I actually laugh when I've met people where they haven't been happy with some of the things that I've posted, like I'm like comments, whatever, like I, I if people are so negative on something like that, I tend to use it. What I, what I'll tend to use it for. I, I have like run across this once before that actually happened in 2023 where somebody had negatively commented on some things that it had to do with me like just in it, it was on a topic of CrossFit actually and and there were other topics that were cross related to that but it was just talking about more like the comment was negatively based biased from the the base of like fitness and it just had no merit like this person had no merit whatsoever with backing up this information what I tend to do after that is when I have a negative comment like that. I'll actually use it for content for the podcast. That's where if you go back and you look at the episodes on narcissism and gaslighting, 
it general th- that those podcasts were created because what I felt like this person was doing was from a narcissistic angle and gaslighting. So thank you so much, sir, for you and your comments, because you were able to actually have me create two, which I think are pretty, pretty solid podcasts. So if you want to go dial back into what gaslighting and narcissism is, just dial back. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I think they're about 15 episodes back. But um, yeah, I recorded those bad boys in the fall. And that was amazing. So thank you so much for your negative comments, because it actually helped me create some really positive feedback. So thank you. My theory is, is that if you're ugly enough to spend time shaming other people about random things um, and you want to be known as the social media judgment guy, person, then I ask why you're not spending time on yourself. I know I'm a pretty b- busy person in life and I'm too busy working on my own stuff and success and accomplishments to be worried about Karen from Nebraska posting negative comments on my social media. Like I just don't have time for it. I don't have time to pop on to other people's social media. I don't even actually look at that many people's social media accounts. So like, I don't understand how people have time to actually sit there and type in a negative comment. It blows my mind. I know that it happens, but I just just don't warrant any of their feedback whatsoever. My best advice is to avoid contact, don't engage. And very simple advice, if you don't value them as a person, then why would you ever value their comment? or opinion in this matter. Don't waste your time on the 1% of the negative crap. Focus on the 99% of the greatness that you're getting done in your life. That often becomes like such a, you know, a, a lesson for us is that we will focus on, and even my comments in the past five minutes of the show, talking about this one person that left a negative comment. Yes, I was able to create some podcasts on that. It was about gaslighting and narcissism and, and, that was amazing. Like I tried to take something that was a negative action and turn it into a positive action. But let me tell you that one person does not merit enough stage time for me out of all of the other people that come up to me on a daily basis talking about all the positive feedback from the show. So for me, I just it, like it, if I don't value you as a person, then why would I value what your comment is? Like if I don't, you know, you have what you got to say and that's fine. Um, don't engage and just focus on the 99. And we tend to get held up. Like, you know, it's like we'll focus on the one person that says something negative and the 99 other people that are cheering us on, we're not paying any attention to. Pay attention to the 99 people. If you are a kind, joyful, humble, honorable, and you're constantly seeking to become a good person, then keep going. The haters are just there as white noise and distraction to prevent you from your path. I believe in you and you need to believe in yourself more than what you are doing. And that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Creative Influencer Show. I hope that you have gained some inspiration today and that you have left with your heart and your mind a little fuller. I love using this platform to chat, inspire, and discuss everything that lights my heart on fire. But a huge favor for your girl, Amanda, here. If you enjoyed this show, then please subscribe to this channel and share with two of your friends. Tag them on social media and tag us in, guys. Creating content for this platform is what brings me so much freaking joy. But I want to grow and I want to share these growth mindset concepts with everyone. And I can't do that without your help. So share, comment, and spread the love. Guys, until next time, may you find gratitude in every day, live your life to the fullest, and be courageous enough to conquer the world.